hello everyone. We are really excited to have you here with us today. Uh, this is Mary Beth Gassman and I'm a professor at Rutgers University and I'm excited to be with you here today for the Varying Viewpoints podcast, which is sponsored by the Samuel DeWitt Proctor Institute for Leadership, Equity and Justice at Rutgers University. And today we have with us Elliot Felix, who will be talking about many things, including his new book, How to Get the Most Out of College. I'm really, really excited to talk to him today, and I know that you are going to enjoy this discussion. Welcome, Elliot. It's great to be here, Mary Beth. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we are just going to dig right in. We've got a, I, I have a whole bunch of questions, and um, I had the pleasure of uh, reading Elliot's book before it came out, and um, so just really, really loved it. So we're going to get into that, but I also want to know a little bit about um, your background as well. So I'm wondering if you can start things off by telling us a bit about yourself and uh, your kind of unique background for writing this book about how to get the most out of college. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I guess, as I think about education and college and, and uh, myself, I wear lots of different hats. I'm a, I'm an author, I'm a consultant, I'm a father, I'm an, an occasional professor. Uh, but no matter which of those roles I'm playing, I'm passionate about using my background in design to help people imagine a new future and figure out how to get there and make connections along the way. I think uh, design is, uh, is an interesting, uh, is an interesting, gives you an interesting perspective because uh, you, you can't help but see the connections. And that's what I want for other people so that they feel like they're part of a community, they're connected to a community so that they're connecting what they do in a class to a, a potential career. And um, that's, yeah, so that's a, that's a little bit about me. All right, thank you. Um, and I, I guess I'm also curious about, um, you know, kind of how did you get into this kind of approach to looking at education? And um, are there any influences from your earlier life or family? Yeah, you know, my, uh, I, I think we're all so much a part of, of, of the people and relationships that are important to us. And I've, I've been very lucky to have uh, amazing people care about and influence and support me. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. He, he started, I guess he, he was, he was a garbage man in a way. He started a, a garbage collection company and uh, he was always looking for new ways to do things. He, in 1954, he had the, the, you know, the only kind of mechanized automated garbage truck in the, in the city where I grew up, Albany. Uh, my mom was a nurse, uh, focus, a hospice nurse, so caring for people at the end of their life. And also, I, I think I learned a lot about, um, you know, how you need to advocate for yourself in the healthcare system, which applies quite a bit to the education system. Um, I have an older brother. I think like a lot of younger brothers, I grew up pretty much copying what he was doing and you know, touring college campuses and visiting his freshman dorm definitely got me interested in uh, in in college and in in higher ed. 
and um, and I think that was also heavily influenced by a, a teacher that I had uh, even before high school who kind of got me into architecture and brought me to gallery openings and was a real friend and a and a mentor, Mr. Bida. And um, he kind of put me on the path to study architecture, which was a great a great education, learning about creativity and people and making things and presenting your ideas. Um, and I, I enjoyed working as an architect for a while, but then realized that it was a bit frustrating because sometimes we were solving the wrong problem. We didn't know enough about the people we were designing for. And so I found my way into consulting and that's been really great because what I've been able to do as a consultant is better understand people through focus groups and surveys and running the numbers and interviewing them. Um, and uh, that's that led me to create Brightspot, which is a higher ed strategy consultancy. And what we do is help colleges and universities attract and retain their students by improving the campus, their support services, and their uh, their technology. So it's been it's been a, an interesting journey that's been heavily influenced by uh, uh, by family, friends, mentors, and everybody uh, in between. Oh, thank you. I love that. I think it's so important to remember all of the people who have an impact on where we turn out, you know, or how we turn out and what we end up doing. And so thank you for, thank you for sharing all of those things. Um, I'm glad you brought up Brightspot strategy because um, for those of you who don't know, Brightspot is just this really amazing uh, company that Elliot started that works um, using sort of a design focus to think about education problems and um, just really innovative and interesting. And uh, I guess I'm wondering if you can talk to us a little bit more about like the kinds of projects that you do, because I think they're very unique within higher education and not everybody is using the lenses that you're using. And so I, can you tell us about some of the projects and how you um, kind of, uh, I guess, approach problems? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Bright Spots, we call we talk about ourselves as a higher ed strategy firm on a mission to create more engaging, equitable, and sustainable experiences for for students, for faculty, for staff, for alumni, for for partners at universities. And we've been lucky enough to work with more than a hundred colleges and universities. And in some ways, a lot of what we're doing is we're fixing uh, a broken a broken model starting with architecture and I, you know, I mentioned I, I started off as an architect and I and we didn't know enough about uh, about people but after doing that for a while one of the other things I realized is that space alone wasn't going to solve people's problems because ultimately what they were trying to do was improve people's experience and Sometimes that experience happens on a campus. Sometimes it happens online. Sometimes it's a hybrid. Sometimes that experience has to do with, you know, being in a functional, inspiring, welcoming, inclusive place. But sometimes it's it's about the student services that support uh, support people, whether it's you know admissions, career, library, advising. Um, 
And a lot of times those services only work if people are organized and informed and developed in the, in the right way in terms of the, the staff that work at a college or university. So what we've done is really combine all those different things, the, the space, the support services, the technology systems, the staffing, and try and help people change those all at the same time because that's that's really how you get a better result and how you help your students and your and your faculty and 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 everyone else. So, you know, as an example, a library, it's kind of crazy to reimagine a new kind of library space without thinking about the different services that a library could offer and how a library can help you not just, you know, find the right book for your paper, but also maybe help improve the writing or help critique, record, critique, and improve how you present that paper or uh, how you analyze the data in that paper. Or maybe it's not even a paper, maybe it's a project that has a video and they could help you with that. Or maybe it's a project that has a physical prototype and so you need to go to a makerspace and 3D print something. And uh, and that's that's the benefit of our approach of thinking about the space, the services, the staff, the systems together, um, that's really how you how you make change. At least that's that's what's worked for us and our our clients. Still have a lot to learn because every campus is a little bit different and students' needs are changing and and so are so are colleges and universities. Oh thank you. Thank you. You know, um I, I went to this uh talk when Barack Obama was president at a White House uh, event and it was done by a company called IDEO, which is a design thinking company. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would take these, you know, problems that people had been grappling with and just think about them in a completely different way. And it just seemed like much more positive in the approach rather than just merely looking at all of the negative kinds of why things weren't working. They were asking the question, you know, how might we make this work or how might we think mm -hmm. about it differently? And for me, it was, um, um, it sounds kind of silly, but it was a little bit of a life-changing uh, activity for me because it made me really start to think about like anytime there was a problem to not just complain about it, but to think about a way to solve it and I find all too often within higher education, we have a lot of folks who like to complain and like to maybe talk about what the problem is, but not necessarily how we can creatively solve it. So I, um, I tend to like um, alternative ways of thinking about things and I appreciate the way you think. Um, okay, so another thing I wanted to ask is you wrote this book recently for those out there who are interested in going to college. So it could be potential college students. It also could be their parents or people who care about them. And it's called How to Get the Most Out of College. And I'm wondering, why did you decide to write a book like this? And can you tell us a little bit more about the book and its purpose? Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. I think the big reason I wrote the book, and especially why I wrote it now, I, I think people are feeling lost, they're feeling uh, alone, confused, afraid, stressed out about, uh, about college. It's, you know, it, it's one of the biggest decisions you make as a, as a family, not just financially, but in terms of your, you know, your, your future trajectory, where you're going to live, who you're going to meet, um, 
and and so much you know who you're going to become and i realized that i've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities and i've learned a lot about how they work and i thought it would be a, a great way to help people to help uh, demystify things a little bit and help students and families make college work for them and um, not in the kind of tim ferris four-hour work week you know how do i get by doing as little as possible but how can your effort and your investment of time and money uh, how can it pay off because i think you know I don't know if we're obsessed, but we're, as a country, we're very focused on where to go to college. And I would love to shift that conversation a little bit to be how to go to college, because I think there's so many great schools out there that student, that can help students achieve their dreams, really, uh, if they, uh, if they go to college in a way that, um, that helps them make the most of everything their their college offers. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad that you brought up like just some of the hesitancy and anxiety that's out there right now too, because I think it's important for us to be talking about that. Um, so I, um, you you also bring something up in the book that I think is really important and something that I have written about myself uh, in uh, a, a book a few years ago. But um, you bring up this tension between, you know, what institutions uh, need to do to enable student success and, and kind of also what students need to do in terms of taking things into their own hands. And it, it tends to be, you know, the answer is like somewhere in the middle, right? But from time to time, um, institutions don't really think about their own responsibility in, in student success. Unfortunately, I, you know, I find that minority serving institutions tend to be a little bit better at this, but I guess I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that tension and kind of how it plays out in the book. Like how, how do you get students to understand that they can kind of, uh, take their destiny into their own hands. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a conundrum because I think colleges and universities are catching up to who their students are and what they need and expect. And they're in the process of becoming more student-centered and uh, changing their campuses, changing their support services, you know, updating their technology um, to do all that. Universities are are part of their appeal and their benefit is their durability. You know, there's a lot of tradition. Um, there's a lot of structures there that are are very important to uh, to them. They they also that that means that they're slow to change at times. And so I you know I struggled with this because when I started off writing the book. I was wondering, you know, should I write this for students and families or should I kind of write this to, to colleges and, and universities? And one thing I've learned from doing all this consulting work is that even the fastest project moves pretty slow. So lots of times the work we do takes years to implement. And that, you know, the idea that I could give a student a tip and 
they could use it that afternoon while they're kind of waiting for their college or university to become more focused on them and to at the very least get out of the way uh but ho hopefully even better support them um that that was really that was really exciting to me and i think uh in terms of how that shows up in the book the way it's organized is there's there's three sections so the first is a a, a know before you go section knowing about yourself and knowing about your college options the second is general advice on the common facets of the student experience, classes, support services, relationships, career, technology, the campus. And then the third is advice for specific students uh, in terms of their identities, which of course intersect and overlap. So first-gen students, students of color, students with children, students with disabilities, uh, student athletes, transfers, international students, veterans. And what I tried to do to help students was in that know before you go section, there's lots of things in there about how to find a student-centered college. So you're kind of already a ahead of the game. Um, what are the telltale signs of a, of a, of a place that's gonna be focused on you? Some, some of them are simple. You know, do they mention this? Do they mention student experience or being student-centered in their strategic plan? which is usually something you know, students and parents can find on their website, you know, often in the about us section. Um, and then there are, there's advice on how you can capitalize on what the, you know, what your university offers uh, in terms of, for instance, asking for help and knowing what help is available. And that could be help on a presentation or it could be help with uh, feeling lonely or, through psychological counseling. So um, that that's definitely a common theme, the asking for help, because in my consulting work, one thing I hear all the time is that universities offer these amazing things that students don't know about and they wish more students would, you know, would take advantage of them. You know, people in the career services office that are dying to help you on your LinkedIn profile or to help you map out a, a career path. Uh, but you know, sitting sitting idle because not enough students know, uh, know know who they are, and then the last thing is in that third section provide specific things that that students can do um, to help improve their experience, and that might be you know if you're a student of color, um, going to the cultural center where you can find um, find people and. Um, you know, find places and people where you see yourself. All right. Thank you. Thank you for explaining all of that too. I think that, um, I think one of the things that your book does that I really like is that it takes these kind of complex things about higher education that are really difficult, especially if you're a first gen student and makes them really easy to understand. And, you know, I, I myself was a first generation college student and I, you know, was there on scholarship and a Pell Grant. And I just remember how everything was so confusing. And I, 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 you know, yes, I was assertive, but was I able to completely navigate for myself? Not really. And I didn't even, I think this book helps you immensely to think about that. So thank you. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to ask is, 
you know, for any um, prospective students that are listening, uh, I'm wondering if you, you know, what are maybe three pieces of advice that you would give students based on what you uh, learned um, while you were writing the book? And maybe, I don't know if that would be the same for parents, but maybe some for parents too. Yeah, I think a, a great place to start is the subtitle of the book, um, and that, that is to make connections, make it work for you, and make a difference. Uh, and I think if, if students and, and, and to some extent parents can do that, then they'll really make the most of, of college. And the, the reason they all start with make is that I, I can't help but think about this through the design lens. And if students and their families can think about college as something they create, you know, something they're making, not, not kind of just navigating, um, that's, that's really the most important point of the, of the book. And it, it can be, that can be hard to do. I, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not surprising that college can feel like an obstacle course at times. And it's also unfortunate that the, you know, the, the, the materials or the, uh, the things you make an experience with are not equally uh, or equitably uh, distributed or, or available. So that's definitely a challenge. But I think the, the, the making connections piece is really making connections between people and between your, your classes, your clubs, and your career. I think those are the those are the most important connections to to make and a big theme in the book is belonging feeling like you matter like you're part of something and um and i think you you can find that lots of different ways meeting with an advisor with a professor joining a joining a club in your classes but making the connections to other people is is so important because that's you know that's the lens that you're going to look at your experience through, and if you if you feel like you're part of something, it's going to brighten what you see, and if you're not, it's gonna it's gonna darken it. Um, making it work for you is really that kind of taking charge, taking control, seeing having the information, and then seeing yourself and feeling empowered. Uh, to make choices that are they're going to help you um, get the most out of the you know out of the experience. So, for instance, maybe that's you know you're a student and you're you're have a class project. Maybe there's a way to work on that project in that so it satisfies uh, the requirements of two classes, and then you can you can go deeper. Or maybe there's a way to do that project for a local nonprofit. You know, maybe it's you're going to do the marketing plan with a, a group of other students for a local nonprofit. And that helps you test the waters on maybe a future career or leads to a, a future internship. Um, and that's really the, the third point is how, how you can use this as a way to make a difference uh, in your own life, for your family, you know, in, your, in your community. All right, I, I like those answers. And um, I, just, I just think they're, um, there is so much more that that students 
can do to really get the most out of college and that they, I, I always tell everyone to, that it's this amazing time when you can do so many things and explore so many things. But if you, you know, if you don't ask questions and you don't uh, push yourself a little bit more, then you don't always get to do all those things. So I appreciate you bringing those up. Um, so you'll be doing a talk with our Proctor Institute on Wednesday, March 16th, and that's going to be at 1230 Eastern time for those listening. And it's about your new book, which we've been talking about, how to get the most out of college, uh, where we're going to kind of continue this conversation and learn a lot more. And I was wondering if you could talk for just a bit about what um, listeners can expect during that talk. What are you, what are you planning during that talk? Well, I think it's going to be a great way to continue this conversation and we can touch on, you know, why, why this book, why now, and um, what's in it and how it's organized. But I think we can also go, go deeper into some of the specific tips. And, um, and I think that'll be, that'll be fun because we can get even more, even more concrete, um, the the way the the way the book is is organized is really based on me thinking about today's student or or parent or family member that's you know that's confused that's concerned doesn't have a lot of time is overwhelmed by all the information and so i really tried to break it into bite-sized chunks so there's 127 tips um, and they're they're organized in the three sections I mentioned: the the know before you go, the the common facets of the the college experience, and then specific advice for different student identities. And each each tip has what to do, why to do it, uh, based on you know based on evidence and and research, and uh, how to do it with some very specific suggestions, and then a story of a student. Uh, from uh, putting that advice into practice from all the folks I've, I've interviewed, um, one of whom is, is, uh, uh, works with you and, uh, and is one of the many students I, I interviewed and who gave me feedback on the book. And so what I'm, what I'm looking forward to uh, in, in our talk in, in March is digging into some of the tips. Uh, you know, so just as an example, you know, we, we talked earlier about how we can shift from where to go to college to how to go to college. And we talked about how these tips are based on evidence. You know, one of the interesting findings I have, and I forgive me, I can't remember what tip this is, um, but it's, a bit, it's, it's called lead something. And you know, the, adva the taking advantage of the opportunity to play a leadership role in college is, is so helpful um, for, uh, developing as a, you know, as a person finding a career path. And it turns out it also pays off. Uh, one study found that student leaders uh, make 7% more uh, in salary after college. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of information that's in the book. There's, there's uh, about 300 different studies that I've uh, sourced and that's all in the, in the bibliography and in the end notes of every chapter. So if people want to read more, they want to read that study of 5,000 students that found that there's a 7% wage premium, they can dig in, they can dig in further. Or if they want to read the tip about uh, 
choosing a dorm where the rooms are arranged along a hall rather than a suite or a, an apartment because lots of separate studies have found that students in dorms like that have more interactions, have a higher sense of community and actually get better grades, they can read those too. And so in, in March, we can dive in, I think, more deeply into, uh, into these, these tips, uh, which I'm, sh I'm sharing also um, on Instagram and YouTube and, and um, TikTok in, in videos and, and tips to give people a sense of what's, uh, what's inside and what they can expect. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving that example, too, because I just I just love that, you know, these kind of little tiny things that we don't know really make a difference. So it, re it reminds me, <laughs> you know, this will probably make you giggle, but it reminds me of, you know, how you can just like tweak something in your diet, like switching from um, regular pasta to whole wheat pasta. And it just will, it, in some ways, it can just like change your, your mood or life or, or whatever. Um, and uh, it's like these tiny little things that um, can make a difference that we may not even be aware of. So I, I like that you brought that up. Yeah, I think a lot of these things are, I mean, just because there's, there's some of them are easier to do than others, and I'm sure they're, they're easier said than done. But I tried to break college down into these bite-sized chunks. And, uh, you know, people have called this choose your own adventure, uh, which is a, I, I embrace that. Uh, but these, you know, these little, these little things, I think, are, are small enough where you can you can read it in the morning and you can do it in the you can do it in the afternoon, um, and you know like if you're a veteran looking for uh, cohort based classes, is is something that's been proven to be uh, to be effective, or if you're a you know if you're a transfer student really digging into getting credit for your prior classes uh, and and coursework is so important because transfer students on average lose 40% of their credits when they transfer, which to me is, is crazy. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of evidence in there, uh, a lot of insight and, uh, hopefully people can, can put it to use to, uh, to go from feeling, you know, lost or confused or concerned to, uh, feeling empowered and, uh, you know, and connected and, uh, and maybe a bit more in control of, uh, of uh, something that's, you know, both important and, and exciting for them and their family. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, those are all the questions I have for you today. Is there anything else you want to share with us or anything you want to say to entice people to come to your talk? Well, I would say it's going to be, it's going to be a great, a great conversation. And uh, and I'm interested in uh, discussing and and debating uh, any any and all of these points because I think uh, you know I have one I have one point of view. It's based on my um, my research, my interviews, my consulting work. Um, uh, but there there are certainly other ways to to go about this, and uh, and I think one of the one of the great benefits of higher education is um is the discussion is the debate and that's how we learn and uh i hope to come away from the conversation on the 16th uh learning something new um having someone change my mind 
and uh, and I hope other people are feeling uh, feeling the same way. All right, I love that. And again, um, Elliot will be with us giving a talk on Wednesday, March 16th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. And there will be lots of opportunity for questions from the audience so you can interact with Elliot, which I think will be great. And I just want to say thank you, Elliot, for talking with us today for the Varying Viewpoints podcast. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, your talk coming up soon. Thank you so much. And I, 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 Mary Beth, you've been uh, amazingly helpful in reviewing the book and in, uh, in creating a forum for talking about it and for people to learn more. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure.